Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Running the Break. I'm Alex Wong, as always. I'm here with CJ Toledano. CJ, what's up, man? Not much, dude. I told you I just woke up from a nap, but mm. I don't wake up from naps as a dad too often wanting to do anything except for talk basketball with you. So um, I'm feeling good. How you doing? No, I love that, man. We got to do a quick hat check on you, though. What, what, is the hat that you're, <laughs> what is the hat that you got out of bed and then put on? So, I mean, I'm already getting the holiday spirit. Um, this is honestly, this is just a... Home Alone Little Nero's Pizza Hat from, I think my brother-in-law got it from Target like two years ago. But, um, you know, I start, I don't know about you, I, I'm a big, big Christmas guy. I think I see I see a little vintage, like, outdoor crew neck that you're rocking, but I, mm. I really love this time of year. So I, I try to sprinkle in a couple of Christmas items. I got, actually, I just grabbed a bunch of my Christmas kicks from storage. So all right, this all is right. how I get in the spirit. You know what I mean? What What's the what's the Christmas kicks lineup, man? Okay. Let me see if I can remember off top of, top of my head. Obviously, the Grinches. Now, mm. I, and it's so dumb um, and, and would love your thoughts on this, but like, Obviously, like the the Kobe Six Grinches are so popular, um, mm-hmm. and the they retroed them, and the retros are just like nine hundred a thousand bucks to grab. Right. Like, and I have the original, so I haven't been able to bring myself to update. Just it's just it seems too expensive. So that's obviously number one. But then I got a bunch of the LeBron, um, just like the foam posit era of of LeBron Christmas kicks that he would wear, um, nice. the 10s. And then I have a pair of KD, uh, KD6 eggnogs on the way that I'm excited mm. to rock. 
Uh, so yeah, what about your fa- favorite Christmas kicks? Do Man, you do that? I was just, yeah, I was just thinking about it. I guess not. Um, like I don't really have a lot of Christmas kicks in my collection, but you know that might be a product of too. As you can see today, I'm wearing a, what do you guys call this in the U.S.? I'm wearing a beanie. They call it a toque <laughs> here in uh, in Canada because we had our first. Uh, wouldn't call it a snowstorm, but woke up today and it was just a uh, pure white outside. Uh, so, and, and you know, with the daylight savings time now, you know, it gets dark at like 5 p.m. here for us. And then, yeah. you know, it's, it's tough. So in the Christmas, we're just wearing boots, man. It's, it's just it's just pure boots. Christmas, Christmas, and in the winter time is when you got to put your sneakers away here, man. Yeah, so what do you do? What, what's, the, what's the go-to pair of shoes now? Yeah, um, I got a couple pair of just like kind of basic boots. Um, I wear some, actually some Nike ACG as well. Um, because yeah. I feel like some of those sneakers, like they're fine. And then I have a pair of like Adidas Ultra Boosts that I'll just wear as as kind of like a beater shoe during yeah. the winter. Um, and that's about it, man. That's that's the problem. Like in in these kind of cold weather cities, is that you you know if you if you're trying to get if you're trying to get off some fits and some kicks, like you got to get that done in in the summer. Yeah, but you guys get jackets. Like I'm a big jacket. Like, <laughs> so this the pro- this so this is another problem of mine is that. I'm known as the guy that like as long as it's like as long as I'm not gonna actually die out there, like I will wear a pair of shorts if I have to. So like you I, might yeah. randomly you might randomly see me in like December in a pair of shorts for no reason. I like I've seen I like your to push Instagram stories. I don't know like I don't know what the <laughs> weather is out there based on your Instagram stories. Cause you'll be like rocking a pair of shorts, but then you'll have a scarf on. So I'm like yeah, yeah. which which is the right item here? You know what I mean? Neither usually neither of them are. You usually usually it has to be somewhere in the middle. So I do get jealous when you know you guys talk about especially in la like you know all the fits that you're gonna get off in, in the winter and and you did mention eggnog um you know I've, i have many debates with my friends about this because i'm the only person that i know that likes eggnog like where do you stand on this eggnog like situation it. i don't like yeah, it see? unless it's I can't a color find, of katie's yeah yeah i can't find another <laughs> single person who likes eggnog and i don't know why well it's like you know this is not nba related at all but i will talk about <laughs> let's yeah, just get fast into forward, it real fast quick. forward five minutes for uh to, to get to basketball please. there yeah. there are like two foods we'll find a way to, to bring this full circle to basketball but there's two foods that people always make fun of during christmas it's eggnog yeah. and it's fruitcake i i don't think fruitcake is even where is fruitcake real i don't think i've ever even like i don't think i've even had fruitcake like <laughs> that's that's a thing during the holidays I yeah I hear like people are like in cartoons and in movies like they give fruitcake yeah. as a gift so okay I feel eggnog, like I wouldn't mind okay yeah. I feel like I wouldn't mind fruitcake I do understand the hate on eggnog though because I guess it is kind of like an acquired taste like I'll give you that. okay Peter, but it's like if you Peter drink, our producer is saying it it is a thing so okay but if you drink coffee I don't know if you drink bubble tea I feel like eggnog is just like a variation of that yeah. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm okay, saying. Okay, I did I, not still... bring it full circle to basketball. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. But like, I, I just, I just don't think. Um, I just haven't found another person who likes eggnog, and it's um, it's troubling me. That's, you know what? We got to get like our crack research team to find out. Like maybe there's those <laughs> so jum- those jumbo <laughs> those jumbotron games. I feel like where it's like, do you like eggnog or not? Like th- th- we need to hit up the NBA. Yeah. As our as our connection to the NBA, can we please put a prompt out to all mm. social media managers of teams if you can ask your players, do you yeah. like eggnog or not? And I feel like you're going to find out a lot about these players. 
Yo, this is this question. is what I'm this is what I'm saying because like I feel like especially with like media day content and stuff, we need more we need more holiday content. I feel like we don't yeah. get enough holiday content because there's that viral video from a long time ago of um you know the Rashid Wallace uh, like Chauncey Billups era like Detroit Pistons I think singing mm-hmm. like a Christmas song and I remember yeah. that was hilarious. We we need more of that. This is what this is what we need is to get the NBA in the holiday spirit. I love it. I love it. You know, Christmas, NBA Christmas, that's what makes NBA games on Christmas are more of a, a, a Christmas thing to me than like a Christmas tree. Like I've had years oh, yeah, with yeah, no yeah. Christmas tree, but I haven't had a year where I hadn't watched NBA Christmas games. Yeah. And honestly, for many people, like I know we consume basketball like pretty hardcore, but like for a lot of people, like that's really the unofficial opening night for, yes. for like basketball. That's that's when a lot of people start <laughs> tuning in. And um, As I'm a sure Lakers you're like, yes, I, I was just I was just going to say, I'm, I'm sure your Lakers are somehow still on the schedule for for Christmas. We're, we're actually one and oh right now um, with the <laughs> with the win against who was it? I don't even know. Um, but let's let's move on to some more topical stories. Uh, the breaking news in NBA. Actually, well, this is the, the first story we have on our rundown. I, I did see this and I, I wanted to talk about it. It's not exactly NBA, but it's related in that um, Taylor Henneke. I think that's a Heineke of the mm-hmm. Washington Commanders, who we just watched last night beat the undefeated, no longer undefeated Eagles, um, had an interesting little tidbit come out about his relationship with Jordans, where he says whenever he beats an NFL team, he buys a colorway of Jordans uh, of that team, which is like that he's one again we always talk about these dude he's one of us i do that too like when i do something big i'm like oh i need a pair of sneakers to celebrate what did you think about when you saw this story uh you know what you know the first thing i thought about legit was i thought of you cj like like this is legit (laughs) the reason why i had this in the rundown because i was like i have to talk to cj about this because it seems like something that if you were ever a professional athlete yeah. And similar to to, 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 to Taylor Heineke, who, who gets this like six figure bonus every time he like plays in a, in a win for the commanders. Uh, he spends it on a pair of sneakers. Like you mentioned, like this is what you would be doing. Like a hundred percent. I feel yeah. like this is how you would reward yourself after like every win. I mean, definitely don't have the finances that uh, compare to uh, Taylor. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you got this is. You know, I, I my parents had created a, a reward system when I was younger of like you get good grades, you get a pair of Jordans, and I'm like, I kind of do that still to myself. I'm like, hey, if I do a good job on this thing, I gotta get a pair of Jordans. I mean, with like, I, I invent holidays to get sneakers or events. I'm like, oh, when, I remember when I was getting married, I was like, I gotta have two pairs of sneakers for the reception, and I got, you know, Jordan Gold Jordan Six Pinnacles and uh, LeBron Four All Star. Uh, gold so yeah i do that you know do, do you ever create sort of incentive programs for yourself to grab a pair of kicks oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know I, I i think i think you'll agree with me like we need like the tiniest reason like like mm-hmm. like you know if, if i'm like writing a story or i land a new podcast or anything like that or even if like man like like i had a good night at pickup ball on a Tuesday, yeah. I might come home be feeling good about myself, and it was like, "Hey, man, you know that the, that pair of sneakers that I had bookmarked that I was eyeing, like I I gotta buy it." Um, my thing with with this Taylor Heineke thing is like, I almost feel like Jordan uh, brand should should reach out and just you know some yeah. kind of partner. I feel like he's earned it. I feel like he's earned it. I don't listen. Jordan brand is Jordan brand. They definitely don't need 
any viral marketing or publicity. But I think this is exactly the type of viral marketing that I think a smaller sneaker brand would love. So maybe instead of Jordan brand, maybe another sneaker brand could step up and see if they could partner with Tyler Heineke on this. I think absolutely. I mean, I, w- I was just at the, the Raiders-Colts game um, this past weekend, and I've noticed this before, but what is so incredible to me and what is like um, interesting and just like speaks to how big this like basketball sneaker culture is, is that, you know, we've seen football signature shoes in the past, but nothing has really stuck in so much, in fact, that we have football cleats that come out like the primary football cleat from looking on the field and from watching the games on TV is Jordan, Jordan basketball shoes that are now football cleats. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the 11 is a, is a popular cleat. The one like it, from every mm-hmm. position too. It's not just like the running backs or the, or the D backs, the quarterbacks. It's like linemen are wearing yeah. Jordan one lineman cleats. It's crazy. No, I think it's super cool because, like, we talk so much on the show about just, you know, sneaker culture and how that permeated, obviously, from from the NBA, right? And from basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's cool now, like you mentioned. Like, I'm thinking about football, thinking about golf, too, right? Like, yeah. like Jordan's yeah. released a, a huge line of, like, golf shoes now. And it's cool now. I feel like, you know, golf's obviously become a very popular sport, you know, within NBA players as well. And I think a lot of kids are picking up on that. And now, like, the golf course is another place where people are, like, just getting fits off and, like, yep. having, like, crazy kicks on there. And even, like, customizing, too, right? Like, I know the NBA has been big on having, um, you know, athletes working with customizers on, on yep. sneakers. And now you see that everywhere in football, right? Like, that's, like, the main thing now. Every Sunday, it's like, oh, what's this wide receiver? Like, Stefan Diggs and all these guys, like, what is he wearing? And I think, I think it's super cool. And I think it's, like, you got to trace that all back to, like, the NBA and, and, and just basketball culture. Yeah. I mean, we saw, I think, the NBA tunnel fit culture. It just, that in itself, too, then became, you know, they do that with the NFL, too. So uh, I'd like to figure out, and like, we, we talk about a lot of what the NFL and other sports have um, sort of adopted from the NBA. I'd love to see what sort of vice versa um, has happened. Maybe that's another episode on the line as we fill up our dock of, <laughs> of us brainstorming on show. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so cool because I wasn't that much in the NFL a few years ago and, and those are sort of my ways into the game now. Yeah, no, I, I think so too, man. And I think like, like you mentioned, I think just the impact of like seeing like, even like if you're a football fan and you're seeing like these kicks and stuff, it might just draw you into the culture, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't, I don't associate like the general like NFL fan with like someone who might be into like the things that we're into or at least as hardcore as we are right but there's always like a gateway and I feel like those are the things that are happening right now um let's take a quick break and when we come back let's talk about some of the things that we've seen in the tunnel and some of our favorite headlines from the last couple weeks in India did you ever play the over under game with your friends you know Think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back on Running the Break, joined by my co-host, Alex Wong. Alex, what... What uh, did you think about our guy DeMar DeRozan? Now, this is everyone who who knows DeMar. I mean, especially in the last few years, knows he rocks Kobe's. Um, and so it was really surprising when you had sent me a bunch of these photos of DeMar rocking the Carmine Sixes. And I think war, in warm-up or, or, or pregame shooting, uh, what's the story behind those Sixes? Yeah, no, I was just really, I was just really fascinated because it's funny. It's like this weekend. So I saw a clip of Stone Cold on Twitter and like, I'm, I'm realizing now this is the episode where we're going <laughs> to tangent into so many things that's, that's happening in our lives right now. But like I was watching, I saw this clip of Stone Cold on uh, Complex's sneaker shopping and he was like showing love to Jordans and he was showing love to Kobe's. And then I pulled, I realized that, you know, during the last couple of years, I've been behind on, on my sneaker shopping watching. So I just started binging an entire afternoon of episodes and I came upon a DeMar episode. And, you know, he was clearly talking about, as you as as you mentioned, and I think a lot of people know, you know, he, you know, he looked up to Kobe, you know, they had a mm-hmm. relationship and he's he's really just the king of Kobe's, right? Like, I think when yeah. people think about Kobe's on court, they associate with him. But he also talked a lot about obviously him being in Chicago now. Uh, with the Bulls, like just how much uh, obviously the Jordan influence was growing up. So I think it's super cool to see him just kind of mix it up here, right? Because I think we're so used to seeing what DeMar, you know, brings to the court in terms of kicks. And it's really cool to see him like, I I mean, I haven't thought about the Carmine Sixes in like, I don't know how many years. And, you know, I think it's super cool when NBA players, especially like DeMar, bring these classics back. Yeah, and I, I don't think he ended up playing in game with him, but it is still like because yeah, I don't know if you can play in game in a pair of six. And that's what honest. that's what's interesting. We, we got to find out. I think we'll, I'll hit up some of my Jordan people if yeah. those shoes are still made. Hey, uh, same hey specs. once again, Jordan people, uh, I can test those. <laughs> let, let me test where those. Are let, yeah, we'll yeah. test them. We'll 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 do some runs. We'll let you know if they're good to play in, even though we have a fraction of the moves a real NBA player has. But it, it is it's fascinating to me because. You know, there's certain ways 
that you can tell, you know, because all NBA players, they have access to some incredible sneakers, you know, just financially. And then also just with the plugs that they have because, you know, they're NBA players. But you you can still tell who are the real sneakerheads. And DeMar is clearly one of those just from his vast, you know, Kobe PE collection. But then just, yeah, pulling out a pair of Carmine Sixes. And I, I think I've mentioned it before is a good distinction of a real sneakerhead is someone who rocks only Jordan classic colorways like Jordans that hmm. have come out before. And so again, that's why I was like, Oh, DeMar has always known what he was doing. He's a true Hooper, true sneakerhead. And that, I mean, it's so cool just being on the bulls. Like you ever think about you, you play for the bulls. Think about all the sneakers that you would want to rock with that uniform. You know what I mean? Just from the Jordans, but then also like there's what Pippen wore. I feel like the uh, the Nike Indestructs that Robin wore. Like I would the, the tempos. Like there is just like a plethora of shoes that I would just like want to make it through in my what <laughs> in my imagined uh, long NBA career. So it, it was just cool to see. Yeah, and I wonder, like, now you got me thinking, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if P.J. Tucker is going to, you know, end up on the Bulls one day. He, he is towards He is towards the end of his career. Yeah. But, you know, if P.J. was ever on the Bulls, I feel like he would just honestly go a whole season with, like, yeah. just pure classics, right? Like, just pure My Jordans, like, like, just pure P.E.s and, like, everything. I could see himself, I can see him just, like, totally just, like, committing to the bit, basically, right? Like, like yeah. an entire season of just paying homage to like jordan and paying homage to like just bulls history so i mean i am sure demar's got enough kicks in his collection to do that too if he yeah. wants alex you gave me an idea and clip this clip i don't care if any other clip is is so good clip this alex you inspired me the perfect pj tucker farewell season you know many a lot of players are like <laughs> i'm gonna go out and drop 60 every city i'm in wave to the fans whatever <laughs> PJ needs to sign with the Bulls for whatever money they have available and every night wear the sickest, like, pair of yeah. shoes ever. No, you know, um, no, you know what? Just, I, yeah. I, I will add on to that idea. And, you know, I think he should go based on, like, these anniversary dates, right? So, like, yeah. if the Bulls are playing on, like, a February 18th and it's like, yo, on this day, you know, you know, the Jordan debut, like, the fives or the sixes or the wow. sevens, like, just pure, like, real deep cuts, right? I can totally see PJ Tucker just like extending his career by one year uh, just to have that farewell tour. Yeah. This is what you, once again, this is what Udonis Haslam should be doing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> we this... need to have more fun with it. Older yeah. Vets. Yeah. Come no, on. I think, yeah. And, and I think, I don't know, maybe someone like Damar wearing the Carmine Sixes, I feel like just because of how competitive these guys are, right? Like, I yeah. feel like once these guys start bringing out like the classics and stuff, you, you might see some back and forth. Uh, between these guys and another cool another cool thing that i saw was uh you know pistons rookie Jaden ivy uh mm -hmm. showing up to a game recently and we mentioned this last week in our episode briefly with uh with tom o'grady um Jaden ivy showed up wearing his mom's detroit shock jersey and we've always talked about like we've seen guys like pj and other players some of the younger players wearing like retro jerseys of like the teams that they're currently playing on I thought this was like another level, right? Like the personal connection, the the WNBA shout out, yep. like at this this to me, like if we were doing contenders of like just fits of the year so far, like it's got to be up there for me. Yeah, Jaden Ivy is honestly one of my uh, most like watched rookies. His his love for basketball and the game and like legacy. It, it just it's incredibly deep and so i kind of got not forced but introduced to Jaden ivy because my wife went to purdue 
Mm. And um, so I think it was his junior year or a couple of years ago that she was like, watch this guy. They say he plays like John Moran. And I'm like, I I hate when people like make that comparison because, you know, quick guard or whatever. But then I learned that his mom had coached for Memphis at the time. And like he would watch John Morant tapes and like get to go to practice and stuff. It like made his game look like that. Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, you know, he got drafted by the Pistons and he's worn, I think his, his, uncle or grandpa played for the lions so he's rocked the lions jersey mm. he's uh you know in this detroit shock jersey which you you can tell it's like that was an authentic right like you you can it's hard to find those like sort of like retro WNBA jerseys so i just love like he's a, a rookie with a lot of pressure on him but he's still like finding ways to kind of pay tribute to the game uh and, and so i i just i'm, I'm always on the edge of my seat seeing like what what jaden ivy's gonna do next in addition to like dropping 25 in game so he, he's really fun to watch and like this was another thing too it's just cool to see like his mom was has just been a part of the game uh, mm-hmm. and been an important piece in so many ways. So it, it's really cool. Yeah, I think too that some of these younger guys, like you mentioned, like like a Jaden Ivy and some of these other rookies coming in, it's cool to just see them like establish the their own personality. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like sometimes, like you know, when when we get like inundated with like all the league fits and like all the photos and stuff, it can seem repetitive, right? Because because a lot of guys are dressing maybe similarly at times and i think it's really cool for him to establish that uh, i know i know you you've been a big fan of of another young rising star tyrese halliburton in, in indiana this season i mean again not, not only because of his gameplay and i don't know what it is it's just i think you know we've been in this tunnel fit era a little bit um you know a few years now that players are going and we've talked about it many times on this podcast you're not the best dressed if we just go out and buy the designer labels or whatever like i like dudes who take chances and the pacers and i, and I don't know the pacers social media standpoint on the fit because so tyrese showed up rocking this huge trench coat and i'm a huge fan of trench coats uh and so he was rocking a, a giant trench coat with just like a baseball cap and they captioned it inspector gadget vibes <laughs> Which is like, come on, don't. I mean, I, I love, I know some people on the Pacers uh, social media team, great people, but con, you got to elevate the fit. We don't need to make fun of it, but I just love it. Again, Tyrese, it, it just seems like, you know, he got out of Sacramento. Um, I think he was sort of shocked by that trade, and he's mm-hmm. been in India a little bit now, and I feel like he's really starting to embrace it, and he's like probably their number one guy, him and Benedict, who's coming up as a rookie. Um, but I just like to see, you know, kind of marching at the beat of his own drum, and, and, and that fit was, was really sick. Yeah, I mean, also if you, if you if you're gonna roast them, you know, first of all, shouts to shouts to Inspector Gadget. You know, that's mm-hmm. a that's a deep cut for some people. It's a I great feel cartoon. Like. Um, you know, he he looked more like in that trench coat. Um, what was it? Was it in BoJack Horseman when the two guys stacked themselves <laughs> inside yes. the trench? Going to the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they should have gone with that. No, but but I'm I'm with you, man. Like I'm I feel like you know people like us are always checking this stuff. Like, we're just always looking for people who are able to use their fits to kind of show their personality, right? Yeah. Like, like, and I think it's really cool now. We always talk about, like, how the younger guys dress versus the older guys. And, you know, I think there's still always room for, like, the classics. If you're talking about, like, you know, vintage tees or, like you mentioned, like, designer stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for, for guys to branch out this way, um, I think it's super cool. And, and, you know, Jordan Poole, too. Shout out to him. Uh, recently, you know, created a new uh, tunnel trend. I believe brought a brought his puppy to to the game. So you know now is that allowed? Now, by the way, well, I don't know. I feel like there was some kind of promotion going on that evening okay. because like I, he wasn't the only player. I want to say 
that like brought a dog with him like to the arena. So I feel like there was some kind of team thing that was going on. But, you know, for, we got kicks, you know, we've got people bringing obviously like accessories, mm -hmm. you know, we've got designer clothes and, and now we're now we're bringing pets into the mix, man. Like like where is this going to when is this where is this going to end up, CJ? This tunnel battle. People, yeah, the tunnel battle is, we got to do, like, the evolution of the tunnel battle. I feel like at one time, people were bringing their kids, you know? It was, like, people are, I think it's just players are getting more comfortable, you know, want to be in the most comfortable setting and, like, have things that are going to make them feel good before the game around them. And so, yeah, bring that little puppy. That's cute. But I, it's just also, like, who's watching these puppies when it's time to play? <laughs> Yeah, I like to imagine just, uh, you know, Warriors PR, uh, you know, just Raymond just in the back, uh, just, you know, handling all the pets as, yeah. as, as he as he handles his job. No, that's actually a really good question. Uh, are, are, are these players creating more work uh, for people at the arena? <laughs> or will yeah. there be like, yeah, just like dog watchers in the back that <laughs> like if that'll be an open position eventually, like, oh, yeah, I'm actually a dog sitter for the. <laughs> Uh, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> no, that's amazing, man. A um, couple other quick things I want, want to hit you with in this segment. Um, just, um, I guess we'll call this an assortment of just funny things that just happened in, in, in the NBA. Uh, one that stood out to me was rapper Meek Mill. So, obviously, huge ties to Philly. Was at a Sixers game recently. And in what seemed like a real-life Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, he uh, accidentally tripped a ref uh, sitting courtside as the ref was running back up court. You know what, CJ? I gotta say, I feel like that should be a, a technical foul, one free throw for, for the opposing to. team. Yes, if you rep the your town and your team as much as you do make Mill, that he's a sixer, right? Mm -hmm. So the opposing team's got to take uh, free throws, or unless you know, if we're going off of the the curb episode, does Meek have the 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 discography of that compares to like Seinfeld tapes that he could bring to the the refs? <laughs> you know, hospital bed, uh, shout out to curb. That was one of the greatest episodes ever. Uh, Shaq, Shaq, Larry David. I don't know if you, that, that again, couldn't be more of an overlap of the things I love than that episode mm -hmm. of curb. But yeah, I agree with you. Like we got to start policing and your Raptors too, with Drake, he was the first guy that we needed to start policing. Like, you know, Listen, they're having man. real effects on the game. Let's see what else. What, oh, what about, yes. okay. Oh yeah. Go ahead. No, what's up? No, the one on the rundown that I, I we got to get to, and it's 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 better to watch it, but I wanted to tee up the the five dudes who dressed as Steph Curry and showed up to <laughs> L.A. Fitness. Uh, again, yeah. if, if, producer P, if producer P can, can show this clip right now as we talk about it, I think it'd be amazing. <laughs> and as a person who, you know, we both work in basketball and social media and journalism, but this is somewhat of the uh, videos like this can be a danger, but this is one I was actually, this is really clever, but um, I think it was like a basketball basketball creator group or YouTubers all dressed mm -hmm. up like Steph and then showed up uh, to an LA fitness. And the thing is like, if you were bad or if you were messing around, like I'd be like, this is lame, but dudes were, were hooping like Steph and, and just, I don't know. It was just so funny to watch. And it, it's like, man, the, the, again, basketball uh, sort of comedy on the internet is they just, it continues to amaze me the different ideas that keep coming out. So I actually really enjoyed this one. What did you think when you saw it? Yeah, it was such a, to me, it was just like such a wholesome, like hilarious video. Like I just <laughs> yeah. could not stop laughing. So for people that want to see it, I think if you just Google like five Steph Curry's like LA fitness, <laughs> yeah. like legit, I think it's going to pop up and you should definitely give it a watch. Uh, like these five guys, like you mentioned, they just all walk in, 
you know, they all look like different, like slightly different body builds, but they're the all mouth in guard. Full, yeah, the mouth guard, but they're in like full Steph Curry like jersey and like with the Warriors shorts. And then there's um there's footage of the game clip as they're playing. And it's just hilarious because as they're just like setting picks for each other and like flaring <laughs> open for three, every clip they're just like, I'm open, Steph, Steph. They're just calling each yeah, other yeah. Steph nonstop and obviously heavily edited for, for content purposes. But, you know, they drain a couple threes. You know, by by you know, I'm going by their scoreboard. Like you know, they won the game. So, and I I feel like this happened as a separate story, but people started calling out the Warrior screens and how whether they're legal or illegal or not. And this video actually, whether it was intentional or not, kind of showed how um, how that is very specific to the Warriors. But like Steph running off the screens and all screening for each other with five Steph. Could you imagine a real game though with five Steph Curry's? Yeah, that no, but be... this is yeah, oh no, God. this is no, that that would be ridiculous. But like. <laughs> Um, I've always said the funniest would be five Jay Crowders. Like it would just be five guys <laughs> salsa dancing <laughs> at you after every jumper. Like I think that'd be pretty funny. Actually, that's a that's a free idea for the YouTube creators. All right. Yeah. I, I want to see. I want to see five. Uh, I want to see five Jay Crowders. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I I just think this is the evolution of that that kind of basketball content as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think we've seen guys like is it like Max is nice and like some of these other guys who've like. You know, obviously developed a platform from like impersonating the different players, right? Um, and like Drewski and all these guys. Like, there's this whole lane of just like basketball comedy, and you've been involved in that stuff too. Um, yeah. You know, doing shows and stuff around like sneaker culture and stuff. You know, I just think it's really cool anytime um, I see these types of creators like come up with like just kind of original ways to tap into maybe like kind of old ways of like bringing out humor in the game. Yeah. So like I, I think it's super cool to see, man. And, I, and and then like there's always so many great just content creators out there that I feel like can can come up with these ideas and they're and waiting I feel, to be discovered. Yeah, and I feel I mean they're getting famous because I, I don't know if you saw this, but Matt Ryan hit that uh, what was it the game tying three the other night, and then yeah, you know who yeah. he dapped up. He dapped up Max's nice and famous Los uh, at That's courtside, and I'm like, dang, <laughs> these guys must be doing something right if they're courtside. Three point country. It's to Ryan on its way. He's got it. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan sends it to overtime. I told you that's why he should be in the game. You need someone who can just catch and let fly. My basketball brain exploded where I was like, all right, game tying three, send it to overtime, hit by Matt Ryan, and then a celebration with Max is nice and famous slow. So I'm like, again, this game is super unpredictable. But yeah, Uh, dude, let's take a break. A few more stories I want to get through. Uh, So we'll be back on running the break. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know. Think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. 
Pig 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pig6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pig6.draftkings.com slash promos. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Running the Break. CJ, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, so the New York Knicks this year, partnered actually they've partnered with kith um you know the clothing yep. brand and, and their creative director ronnie feig i think for the last couple of years now he's he's been the designer for their city edition jerseys and but i think recently they they, they did a bigger collaboration um you know they they had a magazine that they uh, collaborated with slam on uh, mm-hmm. that was new york Knicks focus and and ronnie was named officially the creative director of of the team um i feel like we've seen some of these other collabs before but like this is probably the biggest one on this level i feel like in the nba yeah i'm more of this that's like truly you know as a fan who's trying to figure out other ways to like celebrate the league i think it's great like you know the the hardest part i mean it's easy for us because we'll rock a jersey casually but like it's tough to just like want to wear team apparel and feel fashionable um, sometimes it can feel too on the nose. And I think, you know, someone like Ronnie, who is sort of conquered streetwear, and then also as he sort of matured and his career has gro- grown, like he's also kind of nailing business casual and like business. And so I, I just love kind of, you know, he's been working with him already, but I-, I feel like with this announcement as official creative director that we're just going to see more out of it. I know fans will complain in the comments being like, get more wins first. And it's just like, at least, you know, this is this is the Knicks wanting to get better um, in all facets. And it's like, you're going to have a year where you guys are good. And then Ronnie, you know, Ronnie's going to have be like year four into this partnership. And you're going to have cool stuff to rock. So I'm for it. Like, we've seen it with Daniel, Ar- Daniel Arsham at the Cavs, Big Sean with the Pistons. Like, I-, I love that. Like, bring in these sort of, like, artists who are fans of the game who, who can be passionate and use their skills and-, and talents to, like, find out how to celebrate these teams. So I- I'm down with it. Yeah, because we're always talking about, I think, too, like, how to form those connections, like, in the cities that you play in, right? And, you know, I think, obviously, New York's got such a rich history when it comes to basketball. But, like, you want to talk about, like, connecting with 
with the younger crowd, right? With, with mm-hmm. the younger generation of fans. Because I feel like in other sports, you know, not, not to bring it back to like football again, or if you think about like even baseball and stuff, so many other sports always talk about having a problem of like having the younger crowd like actually be interested, right? Yep. And like this is just perfect of like tapping into that cultural side of the sport. And, you know, I, you know, like we mentioned Drake earlier too. And, you know, I think the Raptors having, you know, collaborated with OVO, you know, the power too of, of Drake and like OVO, you think about it, like, you know, when you think about the Raptors, I'm sure the first color that you associate with them is purple, um, you know, going back obviously to the Dino era and stuff. But now the Raptors are wearing black and gold as as an yep. alternate. And those are OVO colors. Like, like that's, that's just such a, like, to me, that's just a powerful brand move uh, by, by Drake. Like he's basically infiltrated um, and an NBA team and its colorway, you know, you're based out in, out in LA. I'm sure there's, if, if I were to ask you, like, there's probably so many brands and people that you could think of as like a creative director and a partner to let's say a team like the Lakers. And honestly, I know you don't like them, but also the Clippers as well, man. Yeah, no, I mean, the Clippers, especially those cursive jerseys, Lob City, early Lob City. Mm -hmm. And then obviously with the, with the knuckleheads era too, like, I I would love to rock that stuff. I just kind of doubled down on being a Lakers fan the last few years. But like, you know, with um, Vince Staples, who is a very, very public about, you know, his his fandom for the Clippers, like bring Mm -hmm. those guys in, you know, and I think they, they brought them in in some ways, but like, when you're when you're hired sort of full-time you're creative director you're like you kind of have that sort of responsibility it's not like a one-off you're like okay like i'm gonna sit i'm gonna look around this organization as a fan as an artist how can i figure this out how can i you know what do we got to do you know and i I think um yeah there's some every nba team and we've seen so many articles and videos about you know the celebs per team there's a lot of really cool people out there who would love to get you know that phone call from a team and be like, "Hey, want to do something fun with you, like to to celebrate your fan your fandom?" And uh, yeah, we, we just I, we're we're gonna get more of this in the future. Um, so it, it's exciting to see you know the Knicks do this with Ronnie for sure. Yeah, and like you know, I know, I know obviously again referring to like our conversation last week with with Tom mm-hmm. and I like we talked about like the city edition jerseys. And like, listen, man, like, like I, I know a lot of those jerseys. Sometimes, you know, people are very critical of them, you know, on social, um, like, like me as well. Cause like not every design is going to hit, right? Like, I think one of these things is like when, when you're designing 30 new jerseys, listen, yeah. man, it's, it's hard. Like it's hard, especially yeah. because like we talked about with Tom last week, some of these, some of these franchises, like even the Knicks, right? Like these are iconic jerseys. Like these are like iconic logos. And like, if you even switch up the slightest thing, it's going to, it's, it's going to change something. And it's funny you mentioned like Big Sean too. Like I was I was actually going through all the city edition jerseys. And, you know, I know Big Sean helped with designing the the city edition this year for for Detroit. And I was watching them on TV the other night. First of all, I was like, damn, who's playing? Cause like why why are they in green right now? Yeah. Um, yeah. but but it was like, but then like I started looking at the jersey, you know, some more, and I started looking at the at the backstory. Like it's actually designed by Big Sean and it's to honor like a local gym called St. Cecilia's there, which has like a huge, like a rich history, basically like kind of like the rucker of like Detroit, mm-hmm. like a lot of college and pro players went there to like test their games. And like, that's the type of like storytelling merge with design yeah. that I think that's, that's like, that's all we want, right? Like I feel yeah. like as, 
as consumers of this, when we're looking at these jerseys, like that's all we want. Something that looks good and yeah. something that has a really cool story. And that's why it goes back to guys like Ronnie, like you mentioned, and like a Vince Staples or like, you know, obviously Drake here. Like, I feel like if you tap into the culture and get guys who understand like the city and understand what the younger demographic needs, like you're going to get like just better designs. Well, you know what? When I worked for the Pistons and it was a thing that I learned over there as a creative, which, you know, was, um, was huge for my career was I actually was having a little bit of like an internal struggle between the front office and myself as a comic Mm -hmm. writer and someone coming in to create content because, you know, I was brought in when they weren't that great of a team and Mm -hmm. they were like, Hey, we want, we want to be in the news a little bit more. We want a little bit more attention. So I was creating, you know, sort of content that was hoping to go viral on a, you know, global level. But then Mm -hmm. they were like, you know, we did that a few times pretty successfully. And then they were like, Hey, our local fans need to feel like we're tailoring stuff for them, that Mm -hmm. they're heard and they're being paid attention to. And so like what you said with the big Sean stuff, which I mean, technically he he did, he didn't steal my spot, but like that, that creative director spot is what I had, which is insane to think big Sean, but like, this is why I'm like, shout out Big Sean, because, man, that gym, I, I never heard of that gym, and I'm a huge basketball yeah. head, but like... Me you neither. Know, Me neither until yeah. I read about the jersey. Yeah. And like, imagine all the, the people in Detroit, they're like, man, mm-hmm. Big Sean is one of us mm-hmm. for doing for getting this jersey that's now in stores all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're, you're just getting local people excited. They're, they feel like they're being heard. And then you're getting outsiders, you know, learning more about the Pistons. And that is exactly... Learning about the Pistons and not just based on their win and loss record. So... I thought that was really special. And so I know sometimes people are like, what is that? Jersey's too random of a design. And I'm like, well, listen to the story a little bit. And you're like, whoa, that's pretty deep and pretty cool. Yeah. And I think, and I think too, like, I know we talk about vintage a lot on this too. And like, I think a lot of people clamoring for like the nineties Jersey designs to mm-hmm. come back. And again, I keep, just keep referencing our convo with Tom. Cause I, you know, I feel like Tom dropped a lot of knowledge, yeah. um, you know, when, when we chatted with him about, about the nineties era, like, you know, why don't we work with some of these guys like in the vintage space too, right? Like like maybe there can be some kind of like uh, retro collaboration, yeah. right? Like I'm thinking about like, you know, the guys that like, you know, like Sean Weatherspoon and the guys that like round two vintage or like a lot of these guys who, who are like familiar with these past eras and like have the knowledge, right? I think that'd be super cool too. Um, and, and I do feel like, I do feel like that's maybe where we're moving towards in, in terms of just like jersey designs and like, people that want to get involved because like like everything in basketball now is is fashion right like we talk about tunnels all the time like that it's it's fashion now like it's not like it's part of mainstream fashion it's part of mainstream culture so if the nba is trying to tap into that then it makes perfect sense to tap in with the people who are like in the culture at the moment yep yep so hard agree well Let's end on uh, a really just, you know, we, we have a story like this all the time. Giannis did something cute again. Oh, yeah, you that's know? right. My, 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 my favorite off-the-court player, um, you know, even, even though, you know, it looks like as long as he's in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> looking tough for my Raptors to, to make it to the finals again. Hey, but... he might be a Raptor someday. Oh, my God. We, oh, actually, we need to get to that, man. His sir, yeah, we need to get to that, actually. Oh, my God. Shout out to Serge Ibaka. Everybody, check out his new How Hungry Are You episodes. Uh, the new one with Giannis this week. But, yeah, so Giannis was asked why he's been playing so well this year. Because he's been clear, <laughs> clearly just, just the MVP, uh, I, I think, you know, next to Luka, maybe. 
Um, but and then like his response was simply that he started eating fruit before the game. He he said he started <laughs> eating a peach and a banana before the game. First of all, my first question when I heard this was, damn man, like what were you eating before? Right. Like right. like how like were you like listen, I've talked to enough NBA players, and I'm sure you've been around them too, and you've read the stories. Like guys have told me that, like, hey man, like they'll just eat like McDonald's right before a game. Yep. Like I have firsthand seen a uh, uh, former Miami Heat center um, eating a whole pizza in the locker room yeah. before yeah. the game. Some of these guys are that good at basketball that they're able to just, you know, live this lifestyle and like eat this way and be able to perform. But that was my first question, CJ. I was like, damn, like, were you not eating fruit, Giannis, before all of this? Like, what's going on? Man? Giannis, he, I, and I don't think it's intentional because I just think he's this pure of a human being that he... Okay, he is a physical specimen. He's one of the greatest, you know, players of all time. And he's just like, you know, I think, you know, why I'm playing better is because I'm having a couple of pieces of fruit. Like, Giannis, come on, man. That's, you're also just incredible at basketball. But I, I love it. Again, this is, I don't, if this was an act, he's also the, one of the greatest actors of our generation because yeah. I just don't know how he can, like, at first, it was like junk food was his thing. Like we, he yeah. was the first ever NBA champion. Where the the first time he was on camera after winning a championship was in a drive through at Chick Fil A. You know what I mean? Oh so my like, God. Yeah. and now he's like, I'm trying fruit before games. And it's like, dude, listen, man, this is this is a legendary immigrant story, man. Because like you know, immigrant families, especially Chinese families too, like they always pushing their kids to eat fruit. Yeah. So 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 uh, I'm sure. Giannis's family is is proud to to hear the news that that you know he's he's made the change this season. Yeah, I actually was playing pickup last night and I was playing pretty terribly. And same same with the guy who was guarding me. And he turns to me um, mid mid play. He goes, "Hey, did you eat dinner before this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I can't turn down my wife cooking dinner." And he goes, "Me neither." And so like uh, the what you eat before a game does matter for people like us. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll adopt this. What is it? Peach and <laughs> banana before a game. I gotta play like Giannis. Listen, man. I'm gonna say right now, it's not gonna work, man. Like me, <laughs> me and you, we just gotta, we just gotta stick to whatever eating habits we have. Man. Oh but, my god. Um, but yeah, no, that that does it for us uh, uh, this week. On, I'm running the break as always. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast where you're, wherever you get your podcasts, and then please rate and review the show. And shouts again to our producer Pete. And even though the other two of you are not here, shouts to Grace and Kurt. And um, yeah, this is uh, Alex and CJ signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.